F coin. That was a pretty pretty big throwback to like seven scams ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Crypto Basic Podcast. My name is Michael Lucky, and I am joined today by Brent Philbin. Hey, hey, hey. Today is going to be a 101 on the Waves platform. Uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar about our 101s, they can be listened to in any order at any time, and they're going to tackle a project from the ground up. So, this is something that has been requested of us for a decent amount of time now. It's actually something I've been meaning to look at, but you know, it, crypto kind of got to a point where there was just so many projects and it was very overwhelming. But here we are, the Waves platform. Brent, what were your biases going into your research or your personal biases going into this? Uh, pretty much nothing. I didn't really have any biases going in. I don't own any coins. I will say that we picked this project because we're featured poll people on ClearPoll, which is like a crypto-based poll platform. I don't really know anything about them other than that they were interested in having us be featured pollsters. So I figured why not choose the direction of our 101s from there. I put about five or six coin options on there. Waves one like hands down, uh, 65% of the votes on like a six vote thing or five votes. I don't remember. How I, or five. Wow, it's pretty it, strong. Yeah, it crushed. So either either their team is just like or their community is really strong on there or people just really want to know about this platform. So that's how we decided to be here. And the only thing I knew about it going in was it was Russian, which to be fair, a lot of times like in the crypto space, you've just got that uh, predisposition to Russian projects like, oh, scammy Russian ICOs. So, you know, you, you toss those out there. So I guess that's in the back of my mind a little bit, but I wouldn't consider that really a bias. It just I, I just want to point out that what I know about Russian projects is they tend to be scams. So Brent just basically admitted he's a blatant racist. And whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Calm down over here. There's no, no blatant racism. This All is just- right. Uh, my bias is going in. Um, this is a project that I've known about as as relevant. Um, I don't believe I've owned it at any point. And if I did, I traded it for a short period of time. And that's not something I'm about anymore. So why don't we move into the company's vision? What do they stand for? What is this all about? So the main thing that they've got going is they have a decentralized exchange, but they also want to take the crowdfunding solution from Kickstarters to the blockchain backed by a decentralized exchange. Uh, so they they started in like 2016. So they uh, you know they they have fiat gateways and they want you to be able to really run your project start to finish on their platform. That's their vision. Wow, that's uh, quite a vision. Why don't we move on to the history a little bit? You already mentioned they started in 2016. Uh, why don't we? What else do you know about the future? I, the past. I'm talking about the past. You might want Man, to talk about the future. <laughs> but... That was terrible. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, they raised 16 million at the time, which was 29,000 Bitcoin. That was in 2016 April prices. So that's actually probably about what today's prices are. Um, I never look at this stuff, so no I don't really way. know. No way. Current Bitcoin prices are way higher than 2016 right now. Um, yeah, actually, you might be right. I mean, I know the low in 2016 was like 800 or something, maybe. Or yeah, I, that sounds right. I'm making shit up at this point. I don't look at the prices enough. But anyway, what 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 is uh what's what's Bitcoin today? Like 3,500? Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, so let's see what it is today. We're just gonna do some math. 
29 million or 29,000 Bitcoin times 3,500. We're just going to guess uh, 101 million at today's prices. So yeah, they did a, they did a good job. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a Russian coin. It was started by a guy named Sasha Ivanov and they, they took a lot of their philosophy, not necessarily a fork of either of these, but they took a lot of philosophy from NXT and ripple as far as how they run their blockchain and how they're doing fiat onboarding and that kind of thing. And recently, they've been talking with Malta to see if they're going to move there. Uh, I'm not familiar with NXT. What is that? I'm not either. I just know that they got stuff from them. At Next platform, I guess, uh, they're, maybe they're similar. I don't think they were fork because I, I Googled. Uh, I, I was like, oh, are they just a fork? I, I Googled Waves NXT fork and it wasn't. No, no, no. I, I actually watched an interview by this Sasha Ivanov guy, and the code is the code is entirely from scratch. Okay, so they're definitely not a fork of anything else. Okay, yeah. So that's the that's the briefest of history. Didn't seem like there was any drama to speak of or anything like that. So um, that's what that's what I found as far as the quick hits. So it's interesting. In some ways, I want to say they are interested in moving to Malta as a positive, but I believe we've talked on the show how we're not convinced that that's only going to be a positive place for crypto. Um, I don't remember if it was you or Kareem that kind of played devil's advocate with if does Malta become kind of just a, a, a shady crypto place? Like, I don't think that they would become a shady crypto place, but I think that they have some... Let's call it favorable banking regulation, similar to Switzerland, similar to, you know, the Bahamas. In in fact, from what I was able to find, the company that kind of runs this is a Swiss company now. So they're thinking of moving from Switzerland to Malta. There's clearly there's benefits. It's going to suit them in some fashion. But there is also clear regulatory certainty in Malta. They are trying to attract cryptocurrency. They are like, no, we're this we're this island. Nobody's really known who we are up until this point. Let's. Let's push into the tech world. Let's get people here. Have you ever seen that video of the world's largest firework where it like shoots off and then kind of blows up a little bit and then it blows up again? And you're like, oh, my God, that was in Malta. <laughs> I did not know that. So speaking of fireworks, let's move on to the rapid fire <laughs> section. All right, Brett. So Waves, is it a coin token or platform? It is the Waves platform, Mike. Indeed. Is it decentralized? Well, it's a decentralized exchange. Yes, it seems that the blockchain is mostly run by a company. So no, there are trade-offs in both directions, but it's I think it's closer to yes than no. Uh, what kind of consensus mechanism does it have? Is it proof of work, proof of stake? What are they doing? They are the proof of stake and they do they have a little something called least proof of stake that we'll talk about. Something we've seen before, but they call it something a little different. All right. Nothing wrong with putting your own little spin on it. So is there Mainnet live? Mainnet is live. Last but not least, most important, Brent, number five. Does it sound cool? These motherfuckers are making waves. Sounds cool. Making waves, bro. <laughs> like, I'm out there. When you're staking your stuff, what are you doing? Making waves? <laughs> All right. Next, let's move on to the features and structures. Uh, listen, I was making more a little bit of a joke, but they, if you go to their website, you look at their interface, super, super clean. Their branding is really on point. They clearly hired somebody who knew what they were doing. That has been a reoccurring theme here. We have noticed. Uh, I, I personally 
I did something a little different this time, actually. I, I don't know if you noticed this in the Discord, but I went and searched all the people that actually have requested us to cover Waves, and I tagged each one of them and you know in the mailbag. Oh, genius. It was. Dude, Discord is such an awesome tool, man, because everybody that's asked us, we now have a little bit of a footprint of it somewhere. So I actually went and tagged like five people that mentioned this episode as wanting to be recorded. So, hey, we got a little little steam coming up ahead. Sweet. All right. So enough with our bragging. Uh, Brent, the features and structures, where do you want to start? I'm going to probably interrupt you a few times and ask some questions. What do you got for us? The first thing I'm going to tell you is like I was just saying, you their client is ridiculously clean. Now, I didn't go through and actually make any trades or do anything like that. But you can access their decentralized exchange via a desktop or web client. Like you can just pop in there. You've got your seed generation. You're good to go. Now, I understand we can do that with a theory. We could have done that with Ether Delta back in the day. We could do it with things like Radar Relay. But not as clean, not as simple as this. This has been the uh, the easiest I've seen so far. Now, number one, if you're using a decentralized exchange or any exchange, you want to know what the fees are like. Their fees are right now 0. 0.003 waves per order. Waves, last I checked last night, was just under three bucks. So we're we're talking about uh, three one thousandths of three bucks. So very uh, very low fees indeed. The full order actually needs to be matched for you to do the full fee too. So if you put out a one hundred waves order and only seventy of your waves are filled, you only have to pay seventy percent of the fee. So Should be standard. Yeah, it, it encourages bigger orders because if you put out a one waves order and it gets filled, it's the same fee as a ten waves order or a, a hundred waves order. So the fees are all the same because it's one transaction on the blockchain, basically. Oh, every okay. So uh, is it discouraging people from posting a bunch of buys and sells? Yeah, it, it. In theory, if you put a bunch of tiny transactions, you're spamming yourself out of a ton of money because those transactions have disproportionately large fees. Uh, so wow, hopefully- I I like this a lot because I've I've been on all sorts of crap exchanges and good exchanges, and I don't believe much in the trading, but you know it's still something that I've been a part of. I still purchase things, and and I've and I've act- often thought to myself, what is the GTO solution for bots for spamming? And you know this kind of makes sense if if the if the bots can make and, and set orders at a really rapid pace and they can do microtransactions, this might be a better solution to create and incentivize actual real transactions more often, I there, think. Yeah, and there was also an interesting incentive for a large order maker to uh, – uh, and, and basically they need people to match up these orders. They call them matchers or whatever. So there are ways to get block rewards from the proof-of-stake algorithm – also, if you're a matcher, you get pieces of this transaction based on how many different people had to get in there to fill the order and stuff. It was it was a bit complicated, but the, the breakdown is there are a couple of different ways to get a little bit of passive income, and they both encourage they both encourage strengthening the network in the right way, whereas something like fucking Fcoin is encouraging the network in the exact opposite way of the way you should be encouraging it. Fcoin, that was a pretty pretty big throwback to like seven scams ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Speaking of um, scams, Substratum got delisted from KuCoin today. Hmm. Fucking scam 
fucking shit coin. <laughs> All right. So my question then is, well, have you gone into the matchers yet or – that, are we not quite to that yet? All, all I did, all I did was kind of explain what my understanding was of that. So, um, Waves is mostly supported by plugins, so you're not having to download the whole blockchain and do all that kind of stuff or interact directly with the blockchain. You are interacting with their plugins, which are interacting with the big nodes, the full nodes, right? So, the only things that are handled on the actual blockchain itself are custom token creation deletion and transfer uh running the actual decks so the matching and the bids and asks and the anonymity features that keep the order books anonymous in some way i didn't look into that i don't know what their anonymous algorithm is but there is some anonymity take that with a grain of salt do your own research figure out if they're using zero knowledge proofs or anything i would have actually done that research but i forgot that i didn't do it until i read that so uh sorry don't, I don't always get all the answers. Hey, that's all right. You're doing quite a bit here. So so there's three things that you can do on the actual blockchain. Yeah, everything else is handled through their plugins and their clients, right? All right, so what do you mean by a plugin? Just like a piece of software? Yeah, uh, think about like, um, yeah, I, I guess Flash is a plugin for your web browser, and it, it it does some things. I don't know exactly what their plugins do. I'm not a coder, but... Flash go, Flash does a lot of things behind the computer screen that I don't have any idea what it does. Like mm-hmm. the, To me, calling Flash a plugin doesn't really mean much. Yeah, well... Because I don't know what that means. I, yeah, I don't either. They just do stuff. All right. They do stuff rather than the blockchain doing stuff, which is some of the issues that we've run into on like Ethereum's virtual machine and that kind of thing. Uh, they didn't list the smart contracts as part of it, even though they do have some co- smart contract mechanisms on there. So uh, I guess those are going to be executed through software rather than through blockchain. I don't know if they're live yet. I got to stop you real quick because I thought of something and I don't want to lose it. So there is custom token creation on here as well, yes, right? There is. All right. So now I'm creating a new category for the cryptes next year. And that's <laughs> going to be which token platform system makes sense for us to host the cryptes on. <laughs> I, so I don't know. They don't entries. have non-fungible tokens. We need non-fungible uh, tokens. As far as do. I know, they don't have that yet. We still haven't really gone forward with purchasing those. I think we will. I really want to send like some troll cryptos to people. Absolutely. Well, and and listen, like we got all 2019 to to figure it out. Yeah. So if we come across any of these other NFT creating systems, then maybe we'll we'll <laughs> add that to our awards next year. But interesting. I was going to talk about this in a second, but. It costs one Waves coin to make your tokens. And I went through to where it was. It's literally like a web form. How many tokens do you want? Where are they going? What do they do? Like you, you just fill out like six different boxes, transfer the Waves, and boom, you're good to go. It just wouldn't let you click the send button if you didn't have one Wave. So for $3, you too can have your own token on the Waves platform. That was pretty cool. I mean, I know other platforms have made it kind of easy, like BitShares has made it easy and that kind of thing, but um, I didn't, hadn't seen anything really that easy yet. But that's the thing, right? Like, as time goes on, it's going to keep slowly getting easier, and that's that's the whole purpose. That That's what we're you know excited for. Yeah, exactly. So I'll go into a little bit of the differences in the nodes, right? So most people are going to be what are called lightweight nodes, Lightweight nodes just rely on the full nodes to do everything. Uh, they don't download the entire blockchain. Uh, that way, they're, that these nodes are easy to set up. You can do them right in the web. 
but they still have the option to participate in the network by choosing a full node to l- lease their coins to. So they never leave your wallet. You just direct them towards your node, which we've seen this before. This is kind of like pseudo liquid democracy where you choose which of these validators you're going to have doing your coin situation. So you point towards Locky's setup and your coins count towards that for for the proof of stake. And that person gets more and it counts towards their total. So you need a thousand waves before you can be a full node. So it, other if people are leasing them to you, then you can get to a thousand quicker. So if if all of those five people that I tagged in the Discord have a thousand <laughs> waves between them, they can make us. Ah, oh, we just need two hundred, and then like anyway, I I think the <laughs> I think the rewards are slightly less if you're only lending them. They may not be. They may be the same, but I know you can do that. So uh, you're that's your voting was, system. The other thing I was thinking is. Uh, is this a situation where we could possibly be crypto basic podcast, be a maker, be a matcher, help with the network just by being available, right? Is that kind of what they're going for? I would assume you would have to have something in your wallet and but you could just turn on, hey, I'm going to be a matcher and do all this stuff. Yes, you 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 could help secure the network in any way that you want. And just like we could run a Bitcoin node, just like we could run an Ethereum node if we wanted to do that. Now, do we have the technical prowess required? No. It took us 45 minutes to even get this fucking podcast going because I didn't click the button right on Chrome. But (laughs) I got to admit, though, it's going pretty smoothly. I I am impressed so far with Zach and Squadcast. Yeah, we we, we decided to mess with another recording system so that we can do guests easier. Uh, We have not had good experiences with any of the other ones. So, all right, we'll talk about that at a different time, Mike. You do need to know your customer filled out if you want to get involved in any of their fiat gateways. There are fiat gateways for non-US customers. You can get on with uh, Euro and you can get on with USD. And the assets that they have, at least just on their front page, I don't know if there was like a... I don't want to get reamed here if I didn't do next level, but I logged in to see what coins were available. It looked like what was available on the platform now was Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Zcash, Bitcoin Cash, Dash, Monero, and something called Try. So I don't know if that's Yoda's coin or maybe that would be like, maybe he would hate that coin because do or do not, there is no try. Do or do not. I have no idea what try is. I've never even seen a listed before. I didn't even, you know what? Let's take a live right. look at Coin Market Cap and see well, where the try uh, is. Before you go any further, I, I'm going to guess, most likely, it's part of a, it's an ICO or something that's on the Waves platform. It's, oh, they're not even on. Maybe this is their voting token. They told me they had like a voting token. Uh, maybe that's what that is. I don't know. It doesn't exist on Coin Market Cap, so literal no idea what that is. So, well, good try. Yep. <laughs> is that the Turkish lira? Uh, maybe that's a fiat. I I'm not sure. Waves is the 88th overall. Oh, oh, they have a lot more coins on there than I just said. Okay. So I just clicked on there, so I'm totally wrong on what coins they have. That's just what they had on their front page. Although a lot of these coins have no volume. So Bitcoin, interestingly enough, one of their lowest volume coins. Only 16th in volume currently on their on their website. And uh, Bitcoin to what, though? Waves? They're Bitcoin to USD and Bitcoin to Euro. Uh, Bitcoin to Waves doesn't exist. So you can only... Yeah, their, their number one is Waves to... to oh, never mind. God damn it. Jason cut all that shit out. I'm an idiot. 
or leave it in and let people know I'm an idiot. I, I, I waves to Bitcoin is their highest. I, it just was backwards oh. because it's the waves exchange. So they had it like list the other way. I'm so stupid. Anyway, yeah. So there's most of the volume is in waves, Ethereum, Litecoin, Monero, Dash, Zcash, Bitcoin, waves community token, WCT, miners reward token, MRT, and wager. Uh, and then there's a couple hundred dollars in in some other coins that are there. So that's that. Normally, I don't list off that stuff. I don't know why I did, but. So it seems pretty developed. It seems like, you know, there's a lot going on as I, I actually just pulled up the website as well. It seems comparable to some other well put together crypto websites I've been on. I'm Yeah, if it was the centralized exchange, so it wouldn't surprise me. It surprised me because decentralized, but not as surprising knowing that they've got they had a hundred million dollars in the bank. And I'm going to have an interesting story for that as we transition here. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the usual. The usual. Let's move on to the governance a little bit. Uh, I know you did some digging around. It's one of your favorite topics. Uh, What did you find for us? You know what? There is not a lot out there on the governance. So I was going around and I I was kind of striking out. I wasn't figuring. I didn't see whether this was run by a foundation. I didn't see whether this was run by a, a LLC. I couldn't really find this stuff. So what do I do? And I can't find that stuff. Time to go to the community, right? So I popped into Telegram and I was like, hey, doing some research for a podcast episode. I wanted to see if I could clarify a couple of things for the coin. I, I can't remember what the the main thing I wanted to know is where are the ICO, fund, ICO funds held as what entity controls that? And I popped in, I asked that among and a couple other questions. And the response was, I have been advised not to disclose anything about the ICO funds. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> that was, it was the weirdest response I'd ever gotten. And I was like, so now I'm trying to kind of go through the motions here. I'm trying to understand why that was the response rather than the waves. So I said, no, I'm not trying to find out like what's going on with them. I just want to know who holds them. And again, they reiterated, I'm not talking to you about the ICO funds. It was an admin with waves next to their name in Telegram. I'm like, what is going on here? What? Okay. Is there something weird with like the Russian regulations? Or I thought I had seen videos of this dude and that he existed, but I'm like, maybe I fucked up because like I didn't find out the Monero uh, Van Saberhagen guy was a pseudonym until I was halfway through that research. So I was thinking, I asked him like, is Sasha a pseudonym of some kind? Are we not supposed to know who that is? And uh, and that triggered some of the community, apparently. So while this guy is telling me I can't tell you where the ICO funds are, this other guy, uh, I, I mentioned something about the white paper, and the guy says to me, his, his name was DC, why are you referring to a white paper that's three years old when there's a live project living in the world? And I'm like, why is the link to the three-year-old white paper on the front page of their website if it's not accurate? <laughs> what so so this guy apparently gets upset at me because i thought there was a chance that this uh that this coin ceo is a pseudonym he decides to kind of be you know your standard toxic crypto community member i'm still just trying to find out who the fuck runs the ic like who runs this so i end up calling this guy a douche because he's a fucking douche and the the moderator like yells at me i'm like why are you yelling at him for being a fucking douche like i'm trying to help i'm trying to give and report correctly on your coins so anyway i gave them a long speech as i left but they did tell me 
finally that this is run by the waves company and they are based in switzerland i volstock i don't know if that means something like llc but they are run that way they said on the software you should be able to get some dow like proposals but it hasn't been implemented so that was like that was the thing from the white paper where the guys like why are you saying that and i'm like wait what it said right here so there's no dow like proposals or anything like that the only vote i ever found was on which coin they wanted to add to the platform, uh, which ERC20 token. And the coin that won was Bancor. And it was, and it still hasn't been added, and that vote was six months ago. So I don't really know what's going on with that. Uh, they also had a Medium blog expressing interest in being involved in liquid democracy, which we've talked a lot about with when we talk about Cardano, when we talk about Zen, and we talk about their DAO. Nothing other than a Medium article talking about the fact that they wanted to implement it. Uh, when I asked about that, I was given a link to a website called like Waves Liquid or something where it was a liquidity provider, not a liquid democracy. Mm. So there was, I, I thought there was a little bit of a language barrier. I was assured that there wasn't, but uh, you can see <laughs> it, a very strange community interaction. I will give a shout out to the few community members that DM'd me and were like, yo, sorry, I don't know why these guys are being douches. <laughs> like, here, here. And they talked to me, they were cool. One guy even sent me the Bitcoin addresses of the ICOs. He's like, we don't know for sure, but after like we did a lot of research like six months ago, we're pretty sure it's this one, this one, and this one. So because they when they did their ICO, they raised Bitcoin, not Ethereum. So he he not like I was doing that kind of research. I and again I said thanks. I was just literally doing step one. So it seems that right now the way it works is the Waves team says we want to upgrade via this particular upgrade item. And it either is a yes or no, and it requires 80% to pass, which works as long as everybody's on the same page. But as soon as they start to get the divide on something, as soon as they start to do the Bitcoin fork, no fork thing, as soon as they get to 60%, 70%, it is real hard to get 80% of people to agree on something. I'm hoping they do implement some sort of liquid democracy or DAO, but they don't have it right now. Right now it is... Wave says they either say yes or no. So um, they are decentralized in the fact that like the nodes could say no. My guess with and this is, you know, just from the fact that they're getting 80 percent to pass is that most of these nodes or a lot of these coins are owned by uh, the Waves company. So they're able to get this stuff to pass pretty easily. Uh, But that's not to say that it couldn't not be passed because 80% is a huge number. Even if they own 50% of the nodes, it wouldn't take that much to get the community going to stop them. So that the way it is right now, to me, it seems pseudo decentralized. Uh, And that is my summary of the governance and my interaction with DC and uh, whatever that moderator's name was. Can't remember from their Telegram chat. However, don't want that to diminish. I spent more time on that because it was personal and anecdotal. And I don't like those. I don't like the people that shit on the new people. Like if somebody comes in yeah. there and asks a question and your response is, why the fuck are you looking at the white paper? Yeah, we we have this, we have this like philosophy when it came to like poker, for example, that like we have to treat new people very carefully. Right. Because if you lose a new player, you lose an opportunity to beat out somebody with less experience than you. Right. Like, in, in this game, it's a little different. This game, this is like a whole new world for a lot of people. This is a lot of this is philosophical. A lot of this is hard to explain. Like 
you have to be very, very careful here, right? Like, like we go out of our way to say, hey, by the way, this show is not financial advice and don't take anything we say seriously because it's for entertainment purposes. But we know the gravity that our weight holds. We know, you know, literally and figuratively. <laughs> I, um, we, collectively, we pull some gravity. You a little bit less these days, but a little less these days. If we spun around I, in a circle, it'd be fun. But but that's the thing about it, right? Like, there's a huge responsibility here, and I think that I I understand these communities. They have to fight off a lot of of lot of people that were toxic, right? Like, how many of these communities? How many substratum interactions did they have where we're getting spam bots sent to our Discord or whatever? Like, I don't know. Like, this is probably a lot more tribal out in the actual war zone rather than looking at it from a journalist perspective, right? Like, right. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of tribalism in this space, unfortunately. And what we have to understand is. Like every coin is going to exist, whether you like it or not. They're going to have their fans. They're going to have their likes and dislikes. Everything's a trade off. There are pros and cons. Um, I'm, I hope you get to listen to that PayPod podcast episode I, I, I went on recently because I, I went on some good analogies there describing, uh, Bitcoin as, as the rail, as the train tracks and all these altcoins as the, the trains on the train tracks. I thought it was a pretty, pretty cool analogy. Yeah. I, I will say that. The way a community behaves kind of matters for the network that they create inside their community. So just because this guy was an idiot is not representative of the community. And the moderator and this guy clearly were like friendly with each other or whatever. So it could be an outlier. When I go into a Discord like Apollo or I go to into a Discord like Substratum or uh, uh, Telegram, like either of those, and I interact with those people, it's cringeworthy. It's awful. It is very akin to what I've seen in the pump groups that I've seen. Like it, it is very scammy by nature. The second you ask a question, you're shit on that kind of thing. It's so, cult like. Yes. It's it's not it's very disruptive. It's very controlling. It's very manipulative. It is not that hard for a legitimate community to degenerate to that, especially if they turn off new members. And what what I said in their in their Discord was that or in their Telegram was that I was looking into this to be like, man, I might want to add this to my portfolio. There is a lot of good going on here. And going coming away from this project, I'm gonna have only good things to say about the project itself. That interaction with the community put put the brakes on for me. And I can't imagine I can imagine if somebody else had a similar interaction, it would put the brakes on for them. So take that for what it's worth. I don't want to I, I feel like we spent way too much time on that, but you know, don't let it take away from what I've been telling you about this platform. And listen, like a good customer experience is is a huge benefit to keeping somebody around. Like in a lot of ways, I view these communities as a little bit like sales or leads, whatnot. And like you have you have so many opportunities to make an impression on people. Yeah. And when it comes to a community like Waves, like when it comes to you and I, for example, we're in crypto for the long haul. We're here. We support the ideas. We understand. We're going to coexist whether or not we get along with the Waves community. But we're not the same as everybody else. We ask so many questions that we decided to start a podcast on how many questions we ask, right? And yeah. and that's why we're a little bit different than a lot of people. But if this is our chance to say, hey, we are the regular guys. We are the normal individuals. We are not the coders. We are not software developers. Uh, we barely know how to operate a podcast, but <laughs> we do so because we want to and we're interested in this shit and people listen to our show because 
this is all new and educational and, and we want to learn. And, and if they're going to be toxic and if any other people that are involved in any communities are listening to this, you just have to understand new people don't want to put up with that shit. But if, if you don't learn to basically behave yourself or act like an adult, you're going to lose and you're missing the whole purpose mm-hmm. of this. I will. I want to plug our community real quick because I say in my mind, I would ban somebody if they acted like that to a new person. And I mean it. We don't have people act that way because we foster a community that is built around helping people. When somebody comes in and asks a baseline day one, level one question, what do we do? We answer it. If we can't, let me flex jumps in there. Peace 2 jumps in there. Somebody answers their question no matter how many times they've answered that same question. And that's the beauty of what we've built in our Discord. The link to join our Discord is in the show notes below. Feel free to join and ask whatever questions you want because we'll answer them. And uh, Join the conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, just want just to pimp our community. The fact that they're keeping us afloat with the Patreon donations is fucking awesome. And I love them. Well, and listen, like like I said, there were five people that had out of our community that had asked us for this, right? So, uh, you know, there's there's no real surprise to me that that you see a lot of benefit here and a lot of positive in your research here. I'm very happy that that's the case. I always like when we stumble across something new that we enjoy. And truthfully, you know, like a lot of things, like, you know, we're not going to we're not going to hold that little interaction at all against the Waves community, but it's now part of our memory right like like the first impression brent has made now is setting it brent's gonna anchor on that a little bit and the next time he's in there like it it's unfortunately it's up to the community to just you know kind of be reasonable i don't know it shouldn't be that hard and just to to tie this up a couple of community members did publicly tag me and actually apologize for the interaction i saw when i woke up so it didn't happen at the time. Uh, I was doing it like three in the morning. Maybe they're just like more trolly people then. I don't know. Uh, and then I woke up and a couple of people had said, yo, sorry about that. That was weird. Uh, we appreciate you covering the coin. And I appreciate them appreciating us covering the coin. All right, then. So let's go on to appreciating of the tro- trade-off profile. Brent, you want to start with the pros or the cons? Trade-off profile. Uh, let, let's get the cons out of the way because I really would like to wrap this up on a Another positive good note. note. All right. Um, high volume trading is not yet available. They are implementing something called NG that is going to make the platform faster, but it's, you know, it's going to be faster than Bitcoin cash. They're going to be able to do a hundred transactions per second. Still not going to be able to scale to like high volume trading. Maybe that's a good thing. We've always said these exchanges are going to have to have so many transactions per second to run decentralized that it's almost impossible but if we have a good decentralized exchange that can handle 80% of the volume but can't handle the top 3% of the people that are going crazy, maybe that makes a better experience overall and is a good trade-off for keeping your own balances. You know, And like I said at the beginning of the episode, there's the Russian stigma. Uh, I had that in the back of my mind. Everyone else is going to have that too. Unfortunately, so many of these ICO skins and clones have... I mean, there's so many that we it's not like we've even given them any credence, but they pop up all the time and they're scams all the time to the point where it's ubiquitous. Like when we're at the conferences, it's like, oh, uh, what's have you heard of this project? No. Is it a Russian scam coin? Like that is literally the ant, the, the ask. So I am glad that I've found a project that has broken that mold and has been a Russian coin that is awesome so far. 
You know what I will say? I, this is a little bit anecdotal, but uh, one of my favorite authors is Mark Manson. And in one of his books, he he tells a story of his time in Russia. He spent a month in Russia. And in the first two days, he hated it and couldn't believe he wasted all this time planning this trip. And he goes on to tell a story basically about how the number one resource in Russia is trust. And he says that goes back to like kind of the Cold War days where, you know, the only thing that they had going for them was their trust and who they could trust. And he says he believes that that trust factors a really, really different experience for the families, the communities of that country. And when you think of what Bitcoin is, it's the new evolution of trust. It is a trustless system. And it makes a ton of sense to me if if there's some truth to that. And I see a lot of the truth in that. You know, if there are connections here, there to me it makes a lot of sense for crypto to be massive in Russia. Yeah. Any of the kind of government systems that are uh, authoritarian like that, crypto really does have a place. So I don't need to rehash my Telegram interaction. That was obviously bad. Uh, and then finally, I was having trouble finding things about the governance, about their structure and that kind of stuff. I feel like that should be more public facing. I mean, if you go on the Waves platform website, you cannot find anything about the team. If you go to to con- the team page, there's a picture, but there's no names. So I had to Google that separately. And that's normally some real base one research. So uh, that was that was bad because it set off a pink flag in my mind of like, why is this hard to find? What are they trying to hide? You know, so let's now go to the pros. Their app is super clean, super clean. It looks exactly like you would expect, like a perfect tech startup app to look like clean user experience. As far as I could tell, no bugs, nothing ridiculously user friendly. I can I could have created a coin in three minutes if I wanted to, as long as I had one waves. And all I needed to do was have a little Bitcoin to put on that exchange. And I could have done that. No problem. Transactions are super cheap, reasonably fast, and they're only getting faster. So making those trades for those numbers, as long as those bid ask spreads are not too bad, that's huge. And remember, the way these decentralized exchanges work is I signal that I want something. Someone else signals that they want something. It marries us and completes it. And it does so via the blockchain. And I guess it has to be via a smart contract. I know I said earlier, I'm not sure if they're implemented. It has to be, right? Like that's the only way that that can get done. So You know, I I didn't go into the actual settlement process. I trusted that this was a decentralized exchange as it purported to be because I didn't find anything that said otherwise. Decentralized exchanges that work well are awesome. Like that is needed, necessary. And I love that the Waves platform was so simple and easy to use that I could see people gravitating towards it as an option to the centralized exchanges sooner than later. Obviously, Binance is going to go try to stomp everybody out with theirs. But if there's any, if there's centralization left, then it doesn't solve the problem. Not that I want to shit on Binance. I love Binance. But we, it really does feel better to be your own bank and control your own money. And that's what crypto was for from the beginning. So decentralized exchanges keep it that way. So, okay, here, here's a, some food for thought for you. What if, you know... A place like Binance, if you say they're trying to crush people out with their decentralized exchange, obviously Binance is going to make business decisions. But what if that business decision involves like being able to connect your other decentralized exchanges onto ours in some way? Oh, I hope so. And interoperability would make me super happy. Yeah, like 
There's a lot of ways this could go, right? And it's going to take a lot of geniuses, a lot of time and money to put the code together and try to find something that works. This is obviously far above our pay grade. But, you know, over time, we as, as much as we just let the time go by, we're seeing these things develop more and more and more. And I will wrap this up by saying that it's super cheap to make your own token. It's three bucks. And I, I love the message that they're portraying. So I hope that they continue to do well. All right. If you were in the buying mood, where would you buy this? Obviously, you should buy it on the Waves platform. It's the fucking point, right? Also, it's on Binance and other exchanges. But uh, yeah. And who would the competition be? Uh, Any other decentralized exchange or centralized exchange. So Coinbase, Binance, BitShares, ZeroX, Kyber, any of those. Anything that provides an exchange service. Also, anything that allows an ICO, so like a BitShares I, I already said bitch here, so I said them twice. I don't know why. Fucking Larimer. <laughs> all right. Now, let's leave all the facts aside. Let's go ahead and, and paint a rosy picture of your personal future outlook, Brent. What do you think? All right. Uh, my personal future outlook is that this should continue to be and rise to the level of best decentralized exchange until Binance stomps it out now Binance isn't trying to crush the competition they're just trying to make a good product but Binance has such a massive brand behind them that it will just unfortunately hurt any of the other decentralized exchanges now those decentralized exchanges may then step up their game and be better who knows but I have not played with a decentralized exchange yet that I liked as much as waves and it was better than fucking shithole Cryptopia. I don't even know what's going on with them. I don't know if they're still alive after the hack. Uh, it's better better than HitPC. Like, it felt better than a lot of the even centralized, you know, scummy exchanges that I've used. Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear it. That was a really good research job. And it's nice to find a project that we get excited about. And, and listen, I... I only really got to learn from you in the couple of videos I watched leading up to this recording, but I got to say, you know, I'm happy to have waves as part of this community. Again, overall positive, uh, positive impression. So it's, it's cool. But Mike, before we go, before we get crazy and sign off or anything like that, do you have anything to tell anybody? Yes, Brent. This is not financial advice. Nope. We are not financial advisors. We're idiots, right? Uh, we are idiots. Yeah. We are idiots. Um, this is for entertainment purposes and hopefully a little bit of your education or a part of your research process. Uh, feel free to do more research and tell us what we did wrong. If we messed anything up, please join our Discord server in the link below and be part of the conversation. Do it. All right. That's going to wrap it up for the Crypto Basic Podcast 101 on the Waves platform. My name was Mike. I was here with Brent. Thanks again for tuning in. Oh, 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 oh